Is it time for nursing to have a seat at the nation's healthcare table? You are listening to ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and with me is Terry Mills, registered nurse and president of the National Nursing Network Organization, and Elisa Schneider, registered nurse and secretary of the National Nursing Network Organization. Terry and Elisa, welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. Thank you, Susan, and thank you so much for having Elisa Schneider and I on your program today. We really appreciate this opportunity. Terry, what led to your passion to advocate for a national nurse? Well, Susan, as you and your listeners know, we presently are facing a health care crisis in our country. We see increasing epidemics of preventable chronic conditions, a continuation of health disparities coupled with poor health literacy and a projected shortage of physicians and nurses. And Health Affairs, a renowned journal that's read by many in the healthcare arena, projects that the United States will be spending $4.2 trillion, or about 20% of the gross domestic product, on healthcare in less than eight years. And that really drove our desire to seek change. As nurses and educators, we see the problems in the system and really the cost to the public every single day. And although nurses have traditionally been on the sidelines, we actually are well positioned to initiate a change and a solution. So we're advocating for a national nurse, a visible nursing leader at the federal level, because we really believe that nurses have years of education and experience. We're present in every community. We're the largest healthcare sector of the workforce at 2.9 million. And according to the Gallup poll, year after year, the public considers nurses to be the most honest, ethical, and trusted professionals. Number one on that list, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Terry, what is the National Nursing Network Organization? Well, it's a grassroots organization of working nurses who cross many specialties and really want to see nursing at the forefront of much-needed prevention efforts. And in order to lobby for legislation to create a national nurse, we really found that no nursing organization was focusing 100% of its attention on prevention and health promotion. So we formed a nonprofit legislative advocacy organization. How is the organization funded? We really, truly are a grassroots organization. We don't really have sponsorship. We don't have dedicated funding. We do not charge a membership fee. However, we have received many small and also much generous donations from individuals who really see the value of our work. And even our website was built by a volunteer. Our logos and graphics came from supporters. And this movement has just been so unique because it really runs primarily on passion, the passion that nurses feel to make a difference and bring about needed change. I love that. Primarily runs on passion. You can't go wrong. Terry, describe the legislative history and support of the National Nurse. Well, the campaign really began in 2005 with the publication of an op-ed article that was written and submitted to the New York Times suggesting what America needs as a national nurse. And it caught the attention of Congressman Earl Blumenhauer from Portland, Oregon, who introduced the piece into congressional record. And what happened from there was just nothing short than remarkable. The article was the third most emailed story. It generated an aftermath of publicity and interest that 
propelled immediately to a trip to Washington, D.C., and we were afforded a very unique opportunity to meet with the three nurses in the U.S. Congress, and that included Representative Lois Capps from California, who actually introduced a bill to create the national nurse. Although the legislation, of course, was not passed that initial year, nurses had garnered the bipartisan support from 42 members of Congress by the end of that session. So we were pretty thrilled with the response. Have you received support from President-elect Obama? Well, the new administration in Congress and their clear commitment to wellness and prevention really present an ideal opportunity to advance the concept of a national nurse and make it a reality. And Barack Obama's team is eager to initiate needed change. But we really feel the Office of the National Nurse Initiative, when you hear more about it, it's a very easy, cost-effective, pragmatic approach to immediately give prevention a higher priority and begin to reverse the growing trends of chronic preventable diseases that cost our nation so much. Who would serve as the national nurse? Our proposal asks that Congress designate the existing chief nurse officer of the U.S. Public Health Service, who also serves as the assistant surgeon general, to be elevated to become a full-time position within the office of the surgeon general and be officially titled the National Nurse for Prevention because, Susan, it's our goal to elevate and enhance the office of the Public Health Service Chief Nurse to bring more visibility to the critical role nursing plays and occupies in promoting, protecting, and advancing the nation's health. Alisa, how would the National Nurse role differ from the U.S. Public Health Service Chief Nurse Officer position? Well, Susan, as Terry had mentioned earlier, we are recommending that the chief nurse officer of the U.S. Public Health Service be elevated and become a full-time position. Currently, that position is half-time, and the current chief nurse officer's time is shared between NIH and the Surgeon General's office. So we are asking for this to be one and the same, but that the chief nurse officer have an elevation in rank and become full-time. Describe the goals of the National Nurse. The goals of the National Nurse, as our initiative has set out, is to establish symbolic national leadership, to promote this cultural shift to prevention that we believe the country needs to begin to prioritize policy and funding for wellness and health promotion. We also believe that the Office of the National Nurse would raise the visibility and enhance the prestige of the nursing profession, which would help to support recruitment efforts. The office would provide a portrayal of nurses as they truly are as health educators as well as health promoters at the bedside and in other roles. We believe that this office would provide guidance for state and local leadership to mobilize nurses as volunteers through existing networks such as the Medical Reserve Corps. And then certainly this office would do the research and data analysis of current programs that are successful in providing services to our communities and promote ways to replicate those services. What feedback are you receiving from nurses? Well, this has been really exciting, and the feedback from nurses and other health care service providers has just really maintained the momentum of this initiative. Nurses at the bedside, the rank and file, the working nurse 
has overwhelmingly responded with rousing cheers, a move forward, and they've been giving us donations. We have multiple organizations made up of nurses, tens of thousands of nurses actually represented by the nursing and other healthcare organizations that have signed on in support. What feedback have you received from physicians? Well, we have several physicians organizations who have signed on in support. We have the National Physicians Alliance and the Physicians for Social Responsibility, and we continue to communicate with all healthcare service provider organizations. Our supporters also include emergency responders, certainly the public retirees who are concerned about their health, their health care, and the costs of their medications. We have organizations that represent teachers and attorneys and insurers, healthcare organizations. We have a wide variety of support out there among the general public and healthcare. Have any objections been raised? Well, of course, you know, with any political action comes some controversy and resistance, but we have been working very hard to address any objections or concerns or misconceptions and really have worked to reduce duplication and costs of our proposal, and yet still money is a concern, certainly now more than ever, not just for individuals who are trying to afford day-to-day food, gas, and so on, but our government. So our government is really holding tight on their dollars. But what we are asking for is a long-term effort to put money towards prevention wellness and health promotion so that we can stave off the cost of our health care system. We know that currently the cost of diabetes care alone in 2007 was projected at $174 billion. And that's just one disease that we know has many preventable aspects. If we could prevent some of the issues and some of the cases of diabetes, we could reduce the cost of $174 billion. What does the research reveal about wellness and prevention initiatives? We see in the research now that prevention programs that focus on getting people more active and eating better have positive results and actually save money. We've also heard reports from the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation about a program where nurses become actively involved with pregnant women after they give birth that saves taxpayers tens of thousands of dollars. So the investment in prevention is well worth the cost. And I just would like to add, Susan, prevention is really a focal point in healthcare reform. It's a cornerstone. And there are so many organizations that are researching and coming up with the data to support the need for prevention. And I urge your listeners to go to healthyamericans.org and read the Trust for Healthy Americans report on this. It provides page after page of data just exactly about the need for prevention. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to come up with a program that we can implement, that we can actually deliver this message of prevention, because we know that simply talking about it isn't going to be enough. What is enough? What makes that connection between a patient and the healthcare providers where they are motivated, they're inspired, and they get it? Well, I think that nursing is in a unique place in our healthcare system because we are there with our patients every day and we are used to putting messages into easy to understand language 
and really into actions that are easy for them to do. And so one of the ways that you can engage people is to ask them what do they see possible to change in their own lifestyle. There's a lot of studies about motivational interviewing, really getting the patient involved and engaged in their own health care plan. So that's one reason why we believe in this. Would the national nurse have any initiatives that would incentivize or engage employers to affect their workforce? Well, right now we're working more on the general concept rather than specifics because the chief nurse officer has a huge job responsibility as it is. And so what we're really trying to do in this initiative is really spotlight a nurse so that when there's some kind of an outbreak of a communicable disease or a message regarding cancer screening and they want to get a nurse's perspective, this would be the individual that they go to. The other thing is is that we know that nurses were often called upon to actually act out the programs or implement the programs, but rarely do we have a seat at the policy table. And this is what we're hoping to accomplish, to give nurses more of a voice. How can listeners learn more? Well, we encourage them to visit our website, www.nationalnurse.org, and email us if you'd like to receive the National Nurse Newsletter, because it's really the only way we can update our thousands of supporters and interested stakeholders. We also have links to a variety of articles that have been written and published about the initiative. And please feel free to email us, even if you have a question or feedback to give us, because we do try to personally answer all of our email. Thanks to Terry Mills, president of the National Nursing Network Organization, and Alisa Schneider, secretary of the National Nursing Network Organization, for joining us to discuss the National Nurse. I'm Susan Dolan. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. Please visit our website at ReachMD.com, which features our entire library of on-demand podcasts, or call us toll-free with your comments and suggestions at 888-639-6157. That's 888-639-6157. Thank you for listening.